Lily, what about you? Do you think about death? I don't think about death. No? I think about other people dying, but not me. Uh, not really, just take every day as it comes, really. Yeah, what about you, Luke? Um, first, I was going to say no, but then thinking about it, kind of like sometimes when you're like, um, you've got uni and all that, you kind of think you got you're wasting not wasting your life but like um you want to make sure like you've got time to travel and things like that before because every day you've got like you said you've got to take it as it comes uh, yeah no what can agreed i think about it constantly not gonna lie no not really i think that probably comes from like my grandparents obviously they're a lot closer to death than me and they don't seem to be scared so i'll take some courage in that why do you think they're not scared probably because they're quite religious, so they believe there's like something after. They don't think it's the end, so they're not too scared of it happening. Are they Christian? Yes. I am diagnosed depression anxiety, so I do think about quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does it scare you? Not particularly, no. Um, I mean, it's a weird one. Um, like, it, the idea of it doesn't scare me, but it actually happening does. Um, like. I, I, I did something really stupid a few weeks back um, where um, I was I was ill the day before so I hadn't eaten or anything um, I was taking loads of paracetamol just for painkillers and then uh, I went on night out and drank a lot and um, I ended up not like fitting but like shaking loads and I genuinely thought I was about to die then that scared me but the actual idea of it doesn't really scare me now do you think about death and what happens? Uh, sometimes I question it. Sometimes, yeah. like, question it more because, like, more and more people are committing suicide and stuff, like, daily now. It's, like, becoming a common thing and it, mental health and stuff like that. So it is, like, a, a thought. But I don't think about after death, I feel like. I think about what leads up to it. Sure. Mental does, state. Does death scare you? Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I remember... Like, I did cry one time when I was really young. To my mum, I was a bit like, uh, about dying and things like that. But then you kind of just think about it, like, you just gotta get on with life and don't know what's gonna happen afterwards. No one can really confirm it, I suppose. So, um, yeah, like Josh said at the start, you just gotta take each day as it comes and then whatever builds up to that moment afterwards, you'll find out. Awesome. So, the Bible says that through the fear of death, we're subject to lifelong slavery. What is it about death that people are, are afraid of? What do you think happens when we die? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you're just like, that's the end of it all. And like, you know, your whole life's gone and that's it. So like, that's kind of the afraid bit of it. It's like, you know, like, do everything you can now, but then it's just like, you forget everything you've done. So the Bible says that through the fear of death, we're subject to lifelong slavery. So what is it about death? What do you think happens when we die that so many people are fearful of? I think, well, I think people are scared of living. People are scared of like not achieving what they want to in life. So they sort of rush it and then they don't realize that when you're actually living now, that is your life. People just think their life starts when they get the job they want or whatever. Do you think there's a heaven and hell? No, no, I don't think there's a heaven and hell. What about yourself? No. No? I don't know, I think people, well, obviously we, we, we don't know what happens after death, 
Um, so that's obviously a very scary point of it, that it's just unknown. No one knows what's going to happen. Um, Do you think there's a heaven and hell? I don't necessarily believe in a heaven and hell, but um, I, I, I like the idea of reincarnation. Okay. So that we come back depending on how we acted in our present life. Um, I think that's how... Based on our goodness? Yeah, you know. Um, and I, I, I sort of think that's how it's led to overpopulation. And like, you know, an increase in humans and a decrease in animals. Like, I, I believe there's like a certain amount of souls in the world. And as we're killing more and more animals, because they've led good lives, they're coming back as humans. And it's just, yeah, it's like a, a full cycle, yeah. Do you think there's a heaven and hell? Yeah, I don't know. Like, some people believe in reincarnation, that's a thing. So, I don't know, it's the unknown, isn't it? So, I don't know. If you died and you, and you did go to heaven or hell, where do you think you would go? Um, I like to think heaven. Um, Why'd you say heaven? I guess, like, if you committed, like, I feel like if you've not, you know, if you feel like you've done good all your life, kind of thing, and you've not, you've always kind of put people before you, in a way, and you've not, like, you know, when I say, like, cheated the system, like, you've not stole, you've not, like, you know, bullied or anything like that, I just suppose in that light, you've not done wrong. So if you're good, you go to heaven? Yeah. You, are you going to, to heaven, Josh? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. If you died and you did go to heaven or hell, where do you think that you would go? Obviously, I've done good stuff and like, relatively like, small bad stuff, but I think on a whole, probably heaven. Inherently, I'm try to be nice to people, try my best. So good people go to heaven? Yeah, I'd probably go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, you both, you, you both consider yourselves to be good people? Yeah. 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 Now let me put that to the test, okay? Now just so you know, <laughs> yeah. I failed this test as well, okay? So if, if there was a heaven and hell and, and you died, where do you think you would go? I'd go to hell. <laughs> Why do you say that? Um, because I'm, I'm bisexual. <laughs> okay. So do you say that based on what you've read in the Bible? Um, not what I've read in the Bible, but what I've heard. I come from quite a Christian community. Oh, right. Um, so quite a lot of people have sort of instilled in me that uh, the idea of being gay or anything like that is wrong. I'm not saying that it... I, I, I don't want to insult you and your, and your faith, you know. Um, but then, I, you know, I've, I've met some really lovely people who are also you know, very inclusive of LGBT people, but I've also met a lot who... Um, say that it is wrong and that I would probably go to hell for it. So you think that um, from what other people have said to you that because perhaps they've they've labelled you as being bad that you would then go to hell as opposed to, to heaven Most is that what you're going to see? Sure. I'll tell you what, let's put that to the test. Now, just so you know, I failed this test, okay? Okay, so, okay right. Okay. Now, God has a perfect law which he expressed in the Ten Commandments. Have you heard of them? Yep. Yeah, do you think you kept them? You mentioned a couple of them before. I, I know I mentioned a few of them because we did our RE last night, uh, but yeah. um, don't know them all off by heart. Right, we'll just do a few, okay? We'll start off with a really easy one. Have you ever told a lie? Yep. yep. That's true, yeah. What do you call someone who tells lies? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Have you ever stolen something, even small, regardless of value? Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that. What do you call someone that, that steals? Feed. God has a perfect law, which he expressed in what's called the Ten Commandments. Have you heard of the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Do you think you've kept it? 
probably not. Probably, no, no, I probably haven't kept all ten since. <laughs> do you know what? We'll, we'll do just a few of them, okay? So, number nine is have you ever told a lie? Yeah. Yes. What do you call someone that tells lies? Liar? Uh, yeah, liar. Have you ever stolen something even small regardless of value? Yes. Yeah. What do you call someone that steals? <laughs> a, thief, a, thief. a thief. A thief, yeah. But I really appreciate your honesty. Now, have you ever used God's name in vain, like said G-O-D or J-C? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever taken God's name in vain, like said G-O-D or J-C? Have you ever used God's name yeah. in vain? Yeah. Just like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blasphemy. Uh, yeah. So what we're doing is re re reducing God's name. We're using it as a curse word, like dishonouring his name. It's very serious. It has a word beginning with B. Do you know what it's called? Blasphemy. Here's one that got me. Jesus said, whoever looks at someone lustfully has already committed adultery in their heart. Have you ever looked at someone lustfully? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now look, I'm not judging you, but by your own admission... You're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterer at heart. So, it's, uh, <laughs> what did you say? I guess I am, yeah. So if you stand before God on Judgment Day, would you be innocent or guilty, honestly? Based on that, guilty. Jesus said, whoever looks at someone lustfully has already committed adultery with them in their heart. Have you ever looked at someone lustfully? So look, I'm not judging you, yeah. by your own admission, you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterer heart. So if you stand before God on Judgment Day, are yeah. you innocent or guilty, honestly? I mean, part of me thinks not, because I guess it's just, there's always justification to things. Like, whether he says, like, uh, for example, we can say Stephen, like, what's the reason behind it in the first place? And then also, like, um, is it in fact stealing in a way because, like, I don't know. I mean, do you think there's good ways to murder? No. Well, I don't think in that. You know, in that sense, that's that's no, that's complete. You know, like it doesn't matter what you've done. Under the scale. Yeah, you really. can't you can't take anyone's life. That's that's you know for them to if they ruin the life. It's on there. Whatever happens to them happens. It's not for you to take it. And stealing wise, I think it's like like these limits. You know what I mean? So like, you no. Know, for example, like you can't just go steal someone's like price. You can't go steal a car. You can't do that. Or like a Nando's chicken. <laughs> I mean, that it's, it's still taking something that's not yours. I suppose so. But then again, I suppose like um, you think of all the times that you, you spend money at these places, and then like um, for example, like, you're not always getting what you ask for. Like I'm not saying like Nando's in particular. So, sounds like you're trying to justify yeah. stealing. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm supposedly. Yeah. Is this I'm a never... personal case? Um, <laughs> possibly. I might. <laughs> possibly. I still think you forgive my sins. Yeah. Why is that? the nature I committed them and sometimes you do things without inherently thinking about them so I don't think I'll be judged judged for those things individually so otherwise it's, you can't ever come back from stealing 2p when you're like, five years old so I think it's still a chance to get to heaven so the bible says that all liars their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur so none of us can make the grave. We all fall short of the glory of God. Now, that's the bad news. Now, here's one that got me. Jesus said, whoever looks at someone lustfully has committed adultery with them in their heart. Have you ever looked at someone lustfully? Yes. 
So I'm not judging you. Well, by your own admission, you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart. So, <laughs> yeah. If you stand before God on Judgment Day, according to you, not according to other people, would you be innocent or guilty, honestly? Guilty. Heaven or hell? Hell. Honestly, if you were to stand before God on Judgment Day, based on, on what we've gone through, would you be honestly innocent or guilty? Heaven or hell? Gu- guilty. Heaven or hell? Hell. Based on what you just said, hell. Well, yeah, you know, based based on those points, hell. But I'd argue the case for heaven. But um, you know, I live I live my life how I think it should be lived. So if that's hell, then that's hell. Well, that's the bad news. But let me tell you the good news. Right? Are you aware of what God accomplished to release you from these legal implications? I'm not aware. So here's what happens: you and I are criminals because we violated God's moral law. Right? We're in real trouble if God gave us what what we deserve. But He doesn't want us to go to hell. It's just that he has no choice because he's not a bent judge. He has to stick to true justice. So here's the dilemma that God has. He's loving, but he's also just. So does he let us go and overlook his justice, or does he let us have justice and overlook his love? How does he do it? And, and this is the key. Right? This is how God reconciles both justice and mercy at the same time. God came down 2,000 years ago to live in the flesh, live the life that you could never live, and he paid your debt of sin on the cross. Who was that? So here's how, you're in court, you've been found guilty. Landed with a huge fine, you cannot pay it. And a man walks in and pays that fine for you. The judge can then legally let you go. You're guilty, but the fine has been paid. So what happened is God the Father sent God the Son to live in the flesh. And he never, never broke one of the commandments and he laid his life down for you. He was torched and hung on a cross and on the cross he cried out, it is finished, meaning the debt has been paid. So his death on your behalf means that when you stand before God, he can dismiss your case. He can commute your death sentence and you can enter into heaven in spirit when you die. But what's more is that he was resurrected to life on the third day, defeating death and sin and the power of hell meaning that one day too you will be resurrected in your glorious body without any imperfections and you get to live in his everlasting kingdom on earth as it is in heaven when Jesus returns as a king of all kings across the globe. Does that sound good? (laughs) Now look, what you've got to do to receive that free gift, because you cannot earn it, we've seen that we can't earn it, it's a free gift, is to repent, which means to turn away from sin, turn towards God and his ways, and trust in him like you trust a parachute. Have you ever jumped out of an aeroplane? Not yet. Are you going to? Now, you're not just going to believe in the parachute, you're going to put it on, you're going to put your faith into it to save your life and you jump out of the aeroplane. So you repent and have faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're going to think about this, guys. <laughs> That's the bad news. Are you aware of what God accomplished to release you from these legal implications? So, God came down in the flesh 2,000 years ago. Yes. You know this, right? And he paid your debt of sin on the cross. Who was that? Um, Jesus. Jesus. So, and here's how it works. You're in court. You've been found guilty. And the judge lands you with a huge fine you cannot pay. But a man then walks in and pays that fine for you. So the judge can then legally let you go. You're guilty, but the fine has been paid. So God the Father sent God the Son to live in the flesh. He never broke a commandment. And he laid his life down for you. He was tortured and then hung on a cross to die. And on the cross, he cried out, 
it is finished, meaning your debt has been paid. So his death on your behalf means that when you stand before God on Judgment Day, he can dismiss your case. He can commute your death sentence and you enter into heaven in spirit when you die. And what's more is that Jesus Christ was resurrected on the third day, defeating death and sin and the power of hell. Meaning that you too can be resurrected in your glorious body without any imperfections, without anxiety, without depression, and you get to live on earth as it is in heaven in God's everlasting kingdom when Jesus returns as the king of all kings across the globe. Does that sound good? Now look, what you have to do to receive that, that gift, that free gift, is to repent. And what it means is to turn away from sin, turn away from our ways, and turn to his ways and trust in him. Turn towards him and trust in him. Like, have you ever done a parachute jump? Uh, no, but I'd love to. <laughs> and what do you do when you jump out of a plane? Before you jump out of the plane? You pray. <laughs> you pray, you do that. But you also put something on. Oh, yeah. Parachute, yeah. A parachute. You don't just believe it exists, you put it on. You put your faith into it to save your life. So you have to repent, turn away from your sins, turn towards God, and put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Send the sun down, Jesus. What happened? Jesus died for our sins and then was reborn. He to died, save us. died for our sins and he paid for our sins on the cross 2,000 years ago. So. What happens is this, we're in court, we're found guilty, and the judge has landed us with a huge fine that we cannot pay, and a man walks in and pays that fine on our behalf. So that means the judge can legally let us go. We're guilty, but the fine has been paid. So God comes down to live in the flesh, as you said, Will. He pays our debt on the cross, and he lived the life that we could never live. He never, never, never ever broke a commandment, and he was tortured and then hung on a cross, and on the cross he cried out, it is finished, meaning your debt has been paid. So when you stand before God, his death on your behalf means that your case can be dismissed, your death sentence can be, can be commuted, and you can enter into heaven in, in spirit when you die. But what's more is that he was resurrected to life on the third day, defeating death and sin and the power of hell. So you too can be resurrected in your glorious bodies without any imperfections, and you get to be part of his everlasting kingdom on earth as it is in heaven when Jesus returns as the king of all kings across the globe. Does that sound good? Yeah, it's good news. <laughs> it's good news. And I'll pray for you. Can I pray for you guys now? Yeah, Would you yeah, mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll turn the camera off. Okay. Would it be okay if I pray for you then? Yes. You think about yeah, where you're going to go? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Please do so. The Bible says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved everyone so it's not between me and you it's between you and you and god so please go away about and think about this have you got bibles at home yeah i do have bible yeah not probably i do it at home home not at the universe. do you read it no i read it like pastors occasionally when i was at school yes like mandatory do you, have you got a bible i've got a bible at home don't really read it though you know what you can also download bible apps now and it's got all the translations and you can listen to it, it'll speak it out for you. So it's the word of God, it's the truth. Please read it, please think about it. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Okay, thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. Have a good day.